The old pilot's plain tales. Lady Lex and Scoop's Wildcat. The Lady Lex started life as a battlecruiser, but during her construction she fell foul of the 1922 Washington Naval Treaty, which limited the construction of all new battleships and battlecruisers. Her design was changed. She was converted into one of the U.S. Navy's first aircraft carriers. She and her sister, the Saratoga, entered service in 1928 and were assigned to the Pacific Fleet. The Lexington was at sea when America entered the war, following the duplicious Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on the 7th of December 1941, an attack that she herself had successfully staged more than once before during exercises to test Pearl Harbor's defences. The Lexington was sent to the Coral Sea to block any Japanese advances into the area, but she was spotted and attacked by bombers, most of which were successfully shot down in defence of the carrier. During this period, she attacked and sank shipping off Papua New Guinea before defending the Australian town of Port Moresby from Japanese invasion forces, seriously damaging the light aircraft carrier Shoho, which was then sunk by aircraft from Yorktown. After his attack, Lieutenant Commander Robert Dixon, commander of VS-2, radioed his famous message to the American carriers. Scratch one flat top. Then, during the Battle of the Coral Sea, whilst in running engagements with the Japanese carriers Shokak and Zikak, the Lexington was spotted and attacked by torpedo bombers. Although three were shot down, 11 enemy aircraft survived long enough to hit the Lexington twice on the port side. The shock jammed both elevators in the up position and caused leaks from the portside avgas tanks. Her port fire rooms were also flooded, which meant the boilers there had to be shut down, reducing her speed to around 25 knots and giving her a six-degree list. Shortly after, she suffered another attack, this time by 19 bombers, and she was hit by two bombs. The first struck an ammunition locker, killing a gun crew and starting several fires. The second struck the funnel, but the carrier was still operational and continued to launch and recover aircraft. Fuel was pumped to the starboard side to correct the list, but then a massive explosion occurred deep within the vessel. Sparks had ignited the leaking portside fuel tanks. 25 crew members were killed and the main damage control centre disabled. Despite the damage, the Lexington continued to launch aircraft, although it could no longer refuel landing fighters. Ninety minutes later, a second explosion rocked the Lexington, which blew the forward elevator a foot above the level of the flight deck, and although the ship's company bravely fought the fires, a third explosion knocked out water pressure in the hangar, and eventually all the compartments below the waterline had to be evacuated. The carrier drifted to a halt, and evacuation of the wounded commenced. An hour later, another series of explosions blew pieces off the ship and aircraft into the air, and Sherman, the officer commanding, ordered abandoned ship. 
He remained on board for a further thirty minutes to ensure that all were off the ship before leaving himself. Two thousand seven hundred and seventy officers and men were successfully rescued, and then the destroyer Phelps was ordered to sink the crippled carrier. A few minutes before 8pm, she slipped below the waves. An officer said, There she goes. She didn't turn over. She's going down with her head up. Dear old Lex, a lady to the last. 216 crew members had died in her defence. Lexington received two battle stars for her World War II service. She was officially struck from the Naval Register on the 24th of June, 1942. Lady Lex lay undisturbed on the seabed for some 76 years, until very recently she was rediscovered by the research vessel Petrel, which is funded by the Microsoft billionaire Paul Allen. Using state-of-the-art subsea equipment, the Petrel was able to photograph the Lexington, which is 3,000 metres, around two miles, below the surface. The photographs show the ship, but more importantly to us aviators, some of its aircraft, in remarkably good condition, particularly a single Grumman F4F Wildcat. Clearly visible on the side are the markings for the squadron VF-3, four Japanese kills and a successful bomb strike. Although it's early days, it looks like this aircraft, although designated to Lieutenant Noel Gaylor, was last flown on the day the carrier sank by a remarkable Navy pilot, Scoop Voss. Albert Ogden Voss Jr. came into this world on the 9th of August 1914 and called Philadelphia his home. Although his father worked as a forester, he sent his eldest son to the prestigious prep school Phillips Academy Andover, where he excelled and was on the wrestling, swimming and track teams. From there he went to the U.S. Naval Academy, where he also played football. Obviously a man destined to join the ranks of the Sky Gods, in 1940, Voss was detached from his first ship, the Astoria, to attend Naval Air Base Pensacola for flight training, the same year as his wife gave birth to their son. His first attachment was to the aircraft carrier Saratoga, where he joined VF-3 Fighter Squadron in early '41. Here he mixed with high-caliber naval pilots and officers, such as their CO, Jimmy Thatch, who developed the Thatch-Weave tactic. This involved units of aircraft weaving across each other regularly to lure an enemy into focusing on one element, allowing the other to cross behind and attack the pursuer. Thatch knew that the F-4 Wildcat could be outclimbed and outturned by the Japanese Mitsubishi Zero and devised the tactic to give the Wildcat a chance. Initially, it confounded the Zero pilots, and American pilots even used it during the Vietnamese War. VF-3 had an imposing pedigree and was the very first carrier-trained unit 
then called VF-2, and among the first in the Navy to also employ dive-bombing tactics. Scoop Voss joined as a section leader, and although his stint with VF-3 was a short one, he saw combat and was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross. It was the 20th of February 1942, and some Japanese flying boats were shadowing the carrier. Thatch's first division got airborne and shot down some of the snoopers, but they had passed on the carrier's position. Voss was part of the second division, which was subsequently launched but saw nothing, and were on their way back to the carrier as Division 3 got airborne. The third division saw and engaged the Japanese 4th Koktai, and Voss was turned back to assist. He arrived in time to harry the disorganized bombers and according to the citation for his DFC, for heroic conduct in aerial combat, when on February 20th, 1942 in enemy waters, he made vigorous and determined attacks in the face of combined enemy machine gun and cannon fire against a formation of heavy bombers. And he, with the assistance of his teammate, caused the destruction of one enemy bomber. On the 11th of January 1942, the Saratoga was torpedoed and forced to return to Pearl Harbor for repairs. The Navy knew that trouble was brewing in the Coral Sea and the Lexington was in need of experienced pilots, so Scoop Voss was loaned to VF-2 aboard the Lady Lex. The Battle of the Coral Sea didn't start particularly well for Voss when he lost track of some Douglas devastators he was supposed to be escorting, and on returning to the Lexington, he saw through a break in the cloud that flak was filling the sky. Spotting an Alchi D-3A Val dive bomber making a run on the Yorktown, he attacked, shooting off its wing. Even with this result, the bomb only just missed the Yorktown. It was during the action that eventually sank the Lexington that Scoop Voss was awarded a gold star in lieu of the second Distinguished Flying Cross. His citation reads, For heroism and extraordinary achievement in aerial combat in the Battle of the Coral Sea on May the 8th, and again in the Solomon Islands campaign on August the 8th, the 22nd, 24th, 1943. In addition to shooting down two hostile dive bombers in the earlier action, Lieutenant Voss persistently leading his section in bold assaults against enemy aircraft over the Solomon Islands, pressed home his attacks with such relentless fighting spirit and aggressive courage that he shot down one Japanese dive bomber, one Zero fighter and one four-engine patrol plane. Having had his ship sunk from beneath him, Voss was moved to Pearl Harbor as the XO of a training unit, but eager to get back to sea, he jumped at the chance to join VF-6 on board USS Enterprise. The carrier was part of Task Force 61, bound for Guadalcanal. This was to be a true test for the Navy pilots, as veteran air aces from the Japanese 5th Air Attack Force would soon be bearing down on them. It was now August 1942, and Scoop Voss, with his fellow VF-6 pilots, were regularly being launched on air patrols. 
One of the pilots under his command, Frank Cash Register, recalled in his diary, At 1100 hours, our section intercepted a four-engine Jap patrol plane. Voss, our section leader, set it afire on his first run, so I didn't even get a shot. It went into a spin and the wings and tail came off. One man jumped out without a parachute, and I tried to catch him and shoot him, but couldn't overtake him. It didn't make any difference, though. He fell 8,000 feet. Other formal entries read, A Terrible Day, August the 24th, 1942. A Japanese air attack on USS Enterprise leaves 75 men dead and nearly 100 wounded after three bombs explode, causing severe damage. Launched, 6VF Flight 351, Mission Combat Air Patrol. Action, Sumrall, Vorse and Losh shoot down 1-0 each. Register, shot down 1-0 and 1-ME-109. Vorse landed in the water near Saratoga and was picked up by a destroyer. Fighting Squadron 80 was established on the 1st of February 1944. Assigned to command the new unit was Lieutenant Commander Albert O. Vorse, Jr. On the 16th of October 1944, Vorse was moved up to Air Group Commander. In the fighter squadron's first combat action of the 5th of November 1944, targets were airfields and ground installations northeast of Manila. Vorse's Vipers were credited with shooting down four Japanese Oscars, with Scoop Vorse claiming one of the four. For the next four months, Vorse's Vipers would wreak havoc on the Japanese Navy. Operation Sweep Easy, led by Lieutenant Commander Vorse, was launched on the 14th of December. Enemy airfields at Leog were thoroughly strafed, resulting in the destruction of at least nine enemy and damage to many others. As the attack concluded, Vorse saw three Oscars below him, followed by three more and then two Tonys. The official citation reads, For meritorious achievement as leader of a group of 20 fighter planes in action against enemy Japanese forces over the Philippine Islands on November 5, 1944, he is awarded the Air Medal. The citation further states, Although five of his guns jammed whilst leading an attack against enemy aircraft, he succeeded in shooting down one hostile fighter, continuing to press home a vigorous attack. He damaged another airborne aircraft and destroyed two planes on the ground. The target for the 15th of January was again Formosa, and flying conditions were extremely poor. While making a low-level attack on a destroyer, Scoop lost seven feet of his wing to anti-aircraft gunfire. The impact blew his F4F onto its back at 200 feet, struggling to hold the Hellcat upright at just 50 feet above the surface. Vorse made it back to the task group by holding the stick all the way over with both hands. After making a 160-knot water landing, he was once again picked up by a destroyer with nothing more than a few bumps and bruises. The enemy destroyer he was attacking had been sunk, as well as two other ships. 
This time he received the Navy Cross for extraordinary heroism in action against enemy Japanese forces in the vicinity of Formosa, January 15, 1945. Skillfully leading eight fighters and 13 bomber planes in a strike against enemy shipping, he broke through solid overcast at 2,000 feet and saw a large Terasuki-class destroyer below. Commencing his masthead attack amid extremely heavy anti-aircraft fire, he released his 1,000-pound bomb and scored a direct hit on the ship, which was seen to explode shortly afterwards. Although over six feet of his starboard wing was blown off by enemy fire, he completed his attack and successfully manoeuvred his plane back to the task group where he was forced to make a difficult water landing. Finally, Scoop received the Silver Star for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity. In the vicinity of Tokyo, on February 16, 1945, leading a formation of 18 fighter planes on a sweep against enemy air forces and ground installations, he shot down four hostile aircraft and destroyed two more on the ground. His squadron finished the war with 159.5 enemy aircraft destroyed in the air and about 60 more probable destroyed or damaged. Vosses Vipers had done their job well, including the destruction of considerable enemy shipping and many aircraft and installations on the ground. What I now find amazing is that we can gaze upon a piece of history lying two miles below the surface of the sea that can bring the actions of this true American hero back into the light. <laughs>